You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where, pardon me while I clear my throat getting started with an episode. Welcome. (laughs) Where we're just keeping it real with whatever really is going on in life. Uh, That's kind of what comes on in the shows, Mm because that's what happens in marriage. Right. Uh, You can't hide um, the different things that happen, the hurdles, the bumps, the struggles, the Mm -hmm. unknowns. Uh, All of those suckers rear their head at various times, sometimes when you're not expecting it, sometimes even when you're planning for it. Yeah, but what do you do? We keep going. Yeah, Because Sexy Marriage Radio is uh, trying to speak to what ails the SMR nation or what struggles they have or all the things that happen in marriage. Because you know what, Pam? They're all normal. They are. In a lot of different ways, it's a normal thing. And overcoming is such a beautiful thing, too, right? Absolutely, because I think we learn so much along the way. Yeah. Because we all have different seasons of life, different seasons of marriage. Um, I've been in a particularly rough one, as you know, Mm -hmm. dealing with aging parents Mm -hmm. and just the issues that come up and the emotional burden on that is weighing so much more than I thought it would. Yeah. Yeah. and just trying to wrestle with how do you age with dignity? Right. How do you care for people with dignity and integrity? And that's what we're trying to do because mm-hmm. that's what married life is. Right. Is yeah. it's a, a laboratory for us to grow and be better. And that happens in family. It happens in marriage. It happens in parenting all the way around. And that's what we want to try to do. So if we've got something on your mind or a question that you want us to answer and or a topic, uh, let us know. 214-702-9565. Feedback at SexyMergeRadio.com, uh, Instagram, TikTok, or my.smrnation.com. There's almost 500 people that have joined the platform in the short time it's been running. Yeah, it's been great. And there's some great dialogues and a couple of things we're going to cover uh, today and then next week possibly even are coming from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just worth diving in a little bit deeper. Great. Let's um, give them more. They're mm-hmm. invested, so let's... Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what we're trying to do. And if you like what we got going on, please jump on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, however you choose to listen. Uh, We thank you for listening, but spread the word. Uh, Rate and review, leave a comment, um, pass it along to let people know that Sexy Marriage Radio is there to help the married bed be just hot as can be. Because in Texas, it's hot. It is hot. I mean, we finally are in the hundreds. And in other parts of the country, for those of you that are uh, fans and friends over in Arizona, we already know it's been hot for you guys. Right. <laughs> so but we're so glad uh, that you take the time. And then one of the things that's worth mentioning is as the heat gets going in the summertime, which means we're going to be getting closer to fall, that means we're getting closer to launching the next round of Mar- uh, Man of His Words Mastermind Group. Perfect. And so if you are interested, fellas, because life is better when you do life alongside other men in mm-hmm. the in the foxholes and in the trenches with you, mm-hmm. um, the the catchphrase for the man of his words mastermind is um, perfecting the art of husbandry, which actually is a farming term. Okay, but husbanding is a better way to think of mm-hmm. it through brutal honesty. 
And so if you're looking for a tribe that you want to jump in with to help life be better, um, there's a process to go through that we're just getting started with in the coming week and weeks okay. uh, before we kick off officially. But you let me know and send me an email at Corey at smrnation.com or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Any way you want to try to get a hold of me, please do. And let, us, let me know, um, and I'll tell you what the next steps are, and we'll start the process. Because the masterminds that have been going for years now uh, that I've been doing, you know full well right. the impact they have. Because mm-hmm. of the impact they have on me mm-hmm. and, and the changes that have happened over the years. Well, uh, and I've, I've even had testimonies from the wives, right? Because the, there's been some I've had the pleasure of meeting and, and mm-hmm. chatting with and the wives, um, I, if something's coming up, I want him to go talk to his guys. I want yeah. him to go talk to his fellas. And um, that's been a real joy to be able to hear and interact with with the wives that have seen that mm-hmm. um, in their husbands. Yeah, because life, life is not meant to be done alone, mm-hmm. hence marriage. But other aspects of life, we need our own kind. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the groups that's a alumni group going that they've been they've been doing several rounds together now. They actually call to they refer to their group as the male GPS. <laughs> it just helps yeah. them kind of get a better point in the on the compass of what do I need to be doing? Where am I heading? What's mm-hmm. what's in my way? What do you think? And those guys have really challenged each other, bonded well, mm-hmm. and are on are, are, are changing some things that are big and right. helpful in their life. So if you're interested, let us know. If you want to know information. Uh, smrnation.com forward slash masterminds is how you can find that. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is a couple of your questions and our answer. Okay. Or answers, because... I was going to say... You've got to make sure the math is right. <laughs> I figured you'd catch that one. Yeah, hopefully we have an answer for each <laughs> of the calls. And then on the extended version of Sexy Marriage Radio, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash Academy. There's been a dialogue that happened on the platform at my.smrnation.com where um, a longtime listener mm-hmm. and guy that's interacted named Craig with mm-hmm. us over the years and has been very helpful and in, in involved in the academy in the past. Um, based on a show that we just did mm-hmm. where at the end of the episode I talked about it was on overweight and if you got in shape it would increase the likelihood of sex happening. Right. And I referred to that as a way of kind of, what if it's dangling a carrot and it's not actually going to be something that's followed through. Mm-hmm. And he, he wrote a really good follow-up that we're going to read big chunks of it for the episode. Cause not everybody's on the platform. Yeah. And then in the extended, we're going to dive into deeper about this whole idea and this concept of, what if there's aspects of marriage where we are dangling carrots for our spouse with really no intention of following through? Hmm. All that's coming up on today's show. So to start off, this is an email that came in that says, Hey, I love your show. My wife and I are in a difficult spot, but the crux of the email question might indicate why and save time. On most love and sex counseling sources, there appears to be an understanding that the male partner is usually at fault and a more pivotal understanding That all will be well with sex and intimacy if the wife is treated well and if the husband deals with his dysfunction. It's almost an unwritten rule, but you can imagine the overarching fallout. What what is your take on this principle, seemingly at the core of all marriage and sex interventions? This is an interesting kind of, he's jumping right to it 
on the idea of there can he he reads it as a theme of well if you just got your act together better it would change everything well i find it interesting that it was um called a male dysfunction um that it's an unwritten rule that yeah, I w- it's caused by a male dysfunction. Yeah, and I want to tweak this a little bit to be a little more encompassing because I I get what he's saying. Okay, and this is part of why I think Sexy Marriage Radio stands out a little differently than a lot of the other things that are out there because we've railed in the past, and I know I've been on a soapbox at times in mm-hmm. the past on a lot of the things that are proposed in marriage books. Uh, other podcasts, other resources, just other things that my colleagues or mm-hmm. other people in the ministry are trying to do, they're Band-Aids, that they might be quick fixes for a short term. Right. But do they solve the problem? Right. No. No. And largely it's because I don't think that some of these different things, because of the the nature of two individuals coming together to create a thing of marriage, is ever solved. Gridlock, right. right? You're saying, okay. well, no, I'm not, not going to put it as gridlock. I'm just going to talk about it as soon as. Let's use you and I for an example. Okay. Um, we've had seasons where it's been in sync and it's clicked and it's been really good. And it being just marriage in general, marriage in general, our sex, sex life, life incorporated with yep. it, our communication patterns, our yep. our managing a household in life, all the different aspects. Mm-hmm. Some of those could be rocking along well. Some are in the toilet. <laughs> and then they can be, those yeah. can switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was in the toilet is now rocking along well, and what we used to do well sucks. <laughs> right. And so I think because of that, there's no quick fixes out there. Because if there was, there would be one magazine ever sold <laughs> on the racks at the, at the grocery right. store, Here's right? Here's the solution. Here's the 52 ways done. Step by step. <laughs> Everybody just does it, and you're done. So... I want to tweak this slightly to make it to where oftentimes what I come across is it's the higher desire and their dysfunction. That is the unwritten rule. Right. It's that if, if, if you would just treat the lower desire better, that would cultivate and bring about a better response and and a higher desire from them and a more interest and adventuresome. And, and if, and so it's just, we get caught up in these dilemmas of an equation that usually, depending on the stance you're taking and, and who it is that's proposing the question, sees it as either, well, what it's my fault or it's their fault, rather than, no, it's a natural part of a system. It is. I, I think that his point that society looks at it as a male dysfunction probably I hear what you're saying. It's a high desire. And I think that that's reality is that it is more the people do look at the high desire piece. But they're the ones that are often the more vocally frustrated. Right. Even though the lower desire is frustrated. Right. They just maybe can't articulate it as well or they're not as vocal about it. But but it's this idea because this is some of this I hear in the whole concept of chore play. Mm-hmm. You know, if I would just be better at pursuing and doing the other things to mm-hmm. make it happen, that's what we're going to be heading towards in the extended yeah. content. That's kind of the dangling the carrot, a tip for tat idea. Yeah, the quid pro quo yeah. idea and the the algorithm or the equation of if I do this, you'll do that, or it'll get you into this. And what's so interesting to me, and maybe what he's kind of pointing out too, is 
a lot of the stuff that's really, since I've been doing in the blogging world and in the podcast world now for almost a decade, um, there's been this whole concept of, are you familiar with the red pill, blue pill mindset from uh, Matrix? Uh, yes. And, and, you know, just the, just the concept but of... But explain it because I'm sure there's listeners Right, it's just that, the concept uh, of, here's the, let me show you what really is going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Let me give you the real keys to what, what life really is. Or you could just stay asleep and that's all it's going to be. Right. Right. And there's a lot of this whole mantra of how to score, how to get numbers, how to hook up, how to whatever, that are all in the dating world which fit in the dating world just because of the law of averages. If you take consciousness out of it and, and, and moral code out of it, by law of averages, this is going to work. At some point. But in yes. marriage, it doesn't. No. Because you and I have had enough time together to know when I try out something new, like I, I, I come up with a new phrase that's a innuendo or a suggestion or whatever— and it's a, it's not in line with my character. It's it's something a little too far on the fringe. You pick that up right away. Yeah, I map you in. Okay, well, here's where he's going with this. Um, or it's like, truly. no, that doesn't work because that doesn't line up with who you are. Right. You tried out something that's like, that's, no. Right. That's not you. Mm-hmm. Right? And so there's an element of marriage where if we're trying to fix it, we're all going to fall short. But how do I look at it as what's going on on with with what he's saying? If he if there's a dysfunction, higher desire, lower desire, male, female, doesn't matter. If there's a dysfunction you're facing, how are you dealing with that from integrity? How are you dealing with that up front mm-hmm. about your life? That's how you that's the aphrodisiac of how am I handling me and all the ales I've got. Right. And and I think you're I think I'm what I'm hearing is how are you handling that? Because I as a spouse or you as a spouse, if I'm handling dealing with whatever my quote unquote dysfunction is, if I'm working on that from the best in me, that is appealing to mm-hmm. the partner. Right. That is something that though I might have a lower desire, that helps um encourage my desire i guess if i see well okay i, I i'm gonna i'm stepping on you here for a second because the it. idea the idea of encouraging my desire i don't i still don't like that frame yeah it puts better pressure on where your desire is or isn't to really face what's the dilemma gotcha. of my relationship because when i get married we all are familiar with wedding vows mm-hmm to love, honor, and cherish, till death do us part, forsaken all others, you know, the, the different phrases that have been put through. Mm-hmm. But have you as a couple, and this is a challenge to the SMR nation, have you talked about what are your sexual vows to each other? What are your erotic vows mm-hmm. to each other? What are your mental vows, your spiritual vows, your emotional vows? What do you commit to each other in those aspects of your marriage? Hmm. How are you challenging yourself to grow in these things? We actually have a tool the state of our union, mm-hmm. which is a weekly text app that comes that comes to your phone, and questions that kind of a lot of them are the same to keep talking about the important rather than just the immediate, but built in throughout it on a monthly level and then on a quarterly level are some of the things that help you 
discuss this. We actually had this kind of conversation a couple of days ago on a drive back from New Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just right? how are we stewarding our sex life? How are we stewarding some of these aspects of our marriage that can be troublesome, mm-hmm. but at least we get a chance to hear each other out on here's my state of, here's how I view it. How do you view it? And we see if we're off or on or. Right. Because those things change on a regular basis. Yes, they do. We talk about the stage of life we're in right now, taking, uh, dealing with aging parents. That affects things, right? Mm-hmm. So I hear all of this as, yes, a lot of what's posed out there is quick fix band-aids that can sometimes help for the short term. But for the long term, I've got to face myself. And then I've got to face the pressures within marriage, regardless of if I'm the higher desire, or the lower desire, the husband or the wife. Mm-hmm. I play a role in my marriage, either being thriving or dying. There's no in between. Which is which am I going to choose? Mm-hmm. So here's another email that came in. It says, love your podcast and your insights. I never feel like you give really crazy answers and they always seem to be backed up with good intuition and data. I like hearing that. Mm -hmm. With that, there's a question for you. My wife and I have been only married for two years. We're both pretty young, still in our early 20s. When we were dating, she was crazy about me, and we talked a lot about sex, and we're excited for marriage. We sent pretty explicit texts and engaged in a couple. Ha ha. Fast forward to our honeymoon. It wasn't bad, and I was able to please her some sexually, but her interest did a 180 for some reason, which is still unknown to me. And she hasn't wanted me to touch her breasts or down there since then, so I haven't out of respect for her. When I have asked what changed, she only says, I'm just not comfortable with it. She will have sex with me with a decent attitude for my sake, but she still doesn't look forward to it at all, and she just wants to get it over with, making sure I don't touch the no zones. So you can imagine how difficult this is being a newlywed. With that, she grew up with a very demanding and strict parent, She was a competitive figure skater, and she feels like she's being graded when it comes to this area of of their marriage. I've done a ton of research on how to please a new wife sexually, and I feel that I may have been focusing too much on pleasing her. I expected her to like certain things or to get a certain reaction, but I think all I did was make her feel overwhelmed or scared with the amount of sex I wanted. She also sees sexual things as icky and describes herself as immature in that regard. I haven't been able to get her turned on for over a year now, and I believe she's convinced herself that she's just not a sexual person, and she says it's not for her. So here's my questions. I've done a ton of research and listened to a lot of shows, so I'm wondering if maybe stepping back from sex altogether and start afresh with her. Do you think that's a good way to go about things? Even If I don't even ask for sex, perhaps for a long time, and even just show her how much I love her as, as, as po- much as possible... So there's no pressure or expectation on her part to perform so that she can enjoy being loved and open up without the, oh, he's just getting lovey, so that means sex, and shut down. I'm hoping that would make her more more comfortable and responsive and reignite some passion like when we were dating. And two, I've also read about sensate focus, which I think would go hand in hand, but when getting her on board with therapy type stuff is hard because she feels like she's back in school and being graded again. This is where I'm hoping your wife could chime in about how to possibly mention that to a woman who's anxious about sex. Do I tell her about my plan on stepping back or do I just come on to it as with as much and not put as much pressure on her for a certain outcome? Thanks for all the work. Yeah, this is a common thing Mm -hmm. when um, there's a 
180 that happens in married life mm-hmm. because it's like, well, where did you go? Right. Right. So right. I want to quickly answer his first question of um, would, if, if we step back and start fresh, would that reignite something currently? Mm-hmm. The greater percentage of my answer is going to be no. She's in the safe zone. Is that why? I mean, it's well, not any pressure for her to. I, I'm just thinking of it as anything. It, no, I'm just thinking of it first and foremost chemically. Okay. Because you're not going to reignite the same chemical concoction in your brain that you got when you actually first met and fell in love. Right. Because you just can't. The brain does not create recreate that hormone and that chemical except for new love. So there can be instances that I've heard of over the years where that has actually happened, Mm -hmm. but those are rare from my experience at least. So does the stepping back to start fresh work? No. Is it something you shouldn't do because of that? No, not necessarily. Because sometimes a reset of everything can be incredibly beneficial. But then he follows up with, uh, should I tell her about it? I mean, I would think... What do you think in this? Because uh, he's kind of asking for for your perspective on this, because this is stuff that's gone on in our marriage over it has. 28 I mean, years, too. I, I had that same exact thing, you know, when we um, got married, and I had no idea. I, I mean, I was totally so excited for sex, and, and when we were engaged in dating... I couldn't wait to be alone with you, mm-hmm. right? And then when we got married, boom, what the heck happened? And we know some of that. We know some of why in our history that happened, right. but it's common. I mean, yes, this happens. It is. I, I guess I, do, I don't want to turn this into about me, but this, but it's common. This happens. I would think in this scenario, yes, you want to tell her, you want to be up front with, here's where I'm going. I love you. I want you. Right. But... I want to see, maybe we try something different here. Yeah. This this is one of those things where you bring it out in the open and you do it on a macro level, not on an experiment, this is what I'm doing level. Okay. This is the, I want to try this out for us because this is this is the, the read I've got of the whole situation. Maybe this helps you give her a way to articulate some of what she's feeling mm-hmm. because if she feels like she's being graded, that happens in married life from a lower desire to a higher desire avenue. Right. There's a lot of things where I'm just trying to live up to your expectation. How is a grading not incorporating, not incorporated in the phrase of, I feel like I'm not ever enough for you. Right. Right. That's a grade. Right. <laughs> right. I don't measure up. Mm-hmm. I can't satisfy. And we all get pushed to these limits in various ways. So I think there's an aspect of, if you wanted to try this, which I'm totally okay with for a lot of couples that have done this, bring it out in the open as to the motivations, the ground rules, the thought process. And then the biggest point to me is how do you have check-ins on it of how are you doing? How's it going for us? Right. Because otherwise you tip the scale to where for a while it's pretty good and it's okay and you're kind of learning some stuff about yourself. She's enjoying the freedom or the less, little less pressure or whatever that's overt. And then all of a sudden that tips into the scale of, okay, now it's been too long. Nothing's changed to her. I haven't noticed it. And you start getting judgmental of each yeah, other. Yeah, you don't want any resentment to build up um, for you. Right. Uh, when maybe nothing's happening. or it, Because if 
what is the goal here? Really, um, are you hoping you're hoping to recreate a feeling from when you were dating? That's likely not going to happen. Is there a goal? Does she have a desire to learn more, to figure yeah. out more about her body, to figure out what it is that might just be um, in her head that it affects this, yeah, right? What, if she feels like she's being graded. What could be going on? What's being what's being revealed and surfacing mm-hmm. in this? Because, yes, it, it likely is some stuff of there's a manner in which he's approaching this in a similar way she felt the pressures in the other aspects of performing in her life as a kid. Yeah, maybe. Right? And I so mean, those maybe overlap. Totally different. Yeah. And, and it's not the same overtly, but the fundamental is there. And you're like, okay, so that's stuff that's just, that's data that's worth yeah. e- examining. And then what do I need to do about this? I'm going to put this out there. And if you're really interested as an SMR nation, let us know, please. Feedback is at sexymarriageradio.com mm-hmm. because I'm curious. There's still a dilemma that I keep coming across that we need to explore more, Pam, of at what point... Where in our sex lives is it about me and it's about my partner's pleasure and both? Because we keep coming up with, I think there's a lot of times where a higher desire, I just want my partner to want it like I do. Mm-hmm. Versus are there times when actually it's probably even acceptable and appropriate where they don't, but mm-hmm. it's still okay. Mm-hmm. I can still go after what I want. And that's not using, abusing, you know, I'm not crossing a line. It's it's just a higher desire to lower desire dilemma. Right. That they're just not into it in the manner which I wanted. So I need to re-examine, well, what do I really want? Right. And what's my role in, if my whole focus is I want to please somebody, well, where am I in that? Mm-hmm. And I think we can get skewed on all of this rather than seeing it as it, they both exist, but I got to be more clean, I think, about what really gets in the way? What do I really want? Because maybe I do set up unrealistic expectations hmm. or I'm kind of giving away my power towards your pleasure versus you feed off of my power. <laughs> and there's a, there's a whole dilemma. You just made my head spin on using the word power right there. I'm trying to process that in my head. Um, well, that's probably where we may need to table it for later. Okay. But I think there's a dilemma in this of, What's the focus of what's you're really trying to accomplish when you have sex together versus seeking mine, seeking yours, seeking ours? Because I don't know if it can always be all three. Always, you know, I would well, I would never want to use the word <laughs> never. I <yeah>. wouldn't <laughs> igniters you know, everywhere. Right. I wouldn't use the word always. Well, I think there's I think what he's describing is the dilemma is real of Things change in marriage. When when new life as a couple really sets in, things change. So what's being revealed in that from each of you? How am I examining my role better? And that's where I start. And if I want to do something bigger as far as marriage-wise, I need to get that out in the open too so they at least know where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So there's no shock or there's less chance of feeling like there's this undercurrent pressure because it's still going to be there, mm-hmm. but just be as open about it as you can. Mm-hmm. So before we segue into the extended content, I want to set this up, and then we'll talk more about it in the extended content, okay? Okay. 
So Craig, uh, on my.smrnation.com, if you're not a member of it already, it's free to join. Just go there, request to join us. And under the topics of the discussion areas, under episodes, you'll see this dialogue that took mm-hmm. place too. So Craig's actually posting. Um, he's setting this all up with the idea of, the, of assuming the higher desire partner is already living a life that's vibrant and engaged and fulfilling, mm-hmm. but yet there's something missing in the sex life, which is where you need the partner. And right. so you have this huge dilemma of I've got a lot of pressure on my lower desire spouse to help create the, the, the most fulfilling life for myself. Okay. Okay. So, and this also, he says, please assume that the sex that's being offered is worth having and worth wanting, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like just going to be one-sided, done, and over. Who cares about them? It's, it's so, so he's saying the lower desire for sex partners move can often go like this. Get fit, that will be more sexy and cause an increase in attraction, and then there will be more sex. But there will be no more sex if you get in shape. It's a lie. It might be a lie that the asker fully believes in, thinking that it'll come through if it happens. But in the end, it's just a delay tactic. It doesn't require them to come to terms with themselves. They don't think their partner will even ever do it, so they drop this line to delay and to remove the pressure from themselves. Nor is there more sex if you are requested to do more do more or even all the chores, lead the family, be more spiritual, get the promotion, eat better, leave the job you hate, are stricter and keeps going on and on and on, right? Just right. This is the quid pro quo that we talked about a little bit right. earlier in the show already. So as he's continuing this through, the thing that jumps out to me from this, Pam, is this idea of what if some of these moves are delay tactics? And... As the lower desire partner, representing all lower desire partners. Okay. Could this be true? Join us in the extended content to hear a little more. What's interesting, the times that we get to um, unpack some of what's going on everywhere. Some of what's going on (laughs) everywhere? That's a confusing statement. Well, I'm still trying to catch up for where we went in the extended content. Okay, I guess. Okay, <laughs> I'm still okay. trying to get my gotcha. head back around uh, where we are to wrap the whole thing up. But it's just this idea of how often do we get caught up in, well, I'm the only one facing this or right. there's no solution or mm-hmm. what is the solution? Give me the magic bullet, all that kind of stuff rather than realizing, wait, what's this revealing in me? What's going on with me? Yeah. Because this, I think the thread of all the, segments today have been that of there's a dynamic at play in every single marriage and life has a funny way of making us face these things Mm -hmm. so do i want to do it now or later we used to use this tool with our kids when it came time to leave and we didn't want the fight right hey do you guys want to leave now like three minutes or five minutes well do you want to face what really is the struggle in your marriage now or five years from now right it's gonna come due when do you want to pay up? That's the point. If you want to live a vibrant, alive life in marriage. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Did we leave anything done, Pam, undone, Pam? They'll let us know. Let us That's know. That's true. Feedback, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or 214-702-9565. Uh, thanks again for all the time that you spend each and every week with us. We hope to see you again soon.